On today's show, Josh Richardson joins us to talk about his reaction to the Damian Lillard trade, why he decided to return to Miami, and what he expects his role to be with the Heat this season, plus his chemistry with Bam Adebayo. It's a great conversation you won't want to miss on today's Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, joining us now on Locked On Heat is Josh Richardson, one-time Miami Heat player, now again a Miami Heat player. Josh, let's just start right here. Are you excited to have your number zero back? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I wore it my first thing here, so, you know, it means a lot to me. But, um, you know, circumstances are circumstances. So, I mean, either way, you know, myself and the team are going to be fine. So, I got it back and we move. <laughs> I, I'm so curious from your point of view, because you're following this stuff like we all are, too. Like when you get that alert on your phone, the Woj bomb, Damian Lillard going to the Milwaukee Bucks, are you surprised? Are, what, what's your reaction in that moment? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I really like got on Twitter. I was like, oh, this, is this for real? Like, is it actually or so? I guess it was one of those things like just making sure that it actually happened. And it was kind of like, OK, like. It's done. It's set. We're going to training camp. Everybody's knows, you know, what it is pretty much. So, yeah. Is is there is there something about having that clarity that going into training camp and even just media day, just knowing, okay, like maybe there's some disappointment that you don't get to play with Damian Lillard, but also there's, I, I guess, the added benefit of like what you said before, like, all right, it's over, it's done with, we move, like now you can kind of prepare. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I don't know if other moves are going to be made or whatever's going to happen around the league, but, you know, I know our team was tied to that move, you know, a lot. And so knowing that, you know, he went somewhere else, it didn't happen, the guys here, the guys that are here. So that's how we're going to go in camp. You know, a lot of Heat fans are kind of curious as to uh, what you bring to, to, to the table and everything else and how, what your role will be. But I am curious about you and your decision to sign here. What is it that you think Miami can do to help you? Because obviously you're still young and still in the middle of your a great career, but you want to be able to take this short-term contract and, and be able to you know parlay that into something bigger and more lucrative in the future. So what was your goal and coming to Miami and, and helping you kind of continue to grow your game. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just the player development here is, you know, amazing. You know, I'm very familiar with the with the the plays they run to the coaches are pretty much all still the same as when I was here. So it's a familiarity for uh that's there for me. And then yeah. you know, just being able to know that I can play like how I want to play every night is gonna be, you know big for me so it's exciting all for that consistency that you're talking about i mean obviously that's just the who the heat have been that's ever since pat riley joined the team in 95 they've had that kind of just consistent coaching in front office and everything else probably some of the same people working at the arena that you were here when you were last a player but do you hmm. miss that kind of thing i mean you're always a professional and no one's ever questioned you in that but you go to different teams and you have to ha make that adjustment almost on a yearly basis maybe even sometimes multiple times over the course of a year but knowing hmm. that you have something familiar to fall back on that how 
I mean, that's got to give you like a great sense of comfort, right? No, it's amazing. I love it. You know, my first four years in the league were here. So it's kind of where I turned into the person I am, into the player I am. And just every night, you know, I saw a person that was working at the arena when I walked in the arena this morning that I hadn't seen since I've been back. He was like, Jerry, right. oh, what's up? <laughs> so it's kind of almost like coming home to the family a little bit. Yeah. Was it really a Spo phone call that did it for you? Did you have any idea that maybe Miami was on the radar when when your offseason started or when last season ended? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, and and it almost it almost happened. You know, a couple times before too. So it's like it's been there, but you know, just all the circumstances haven't you know always stacked up or added up, and. So this summer it came up and, you know, I was pretty close. I was looking at some other places and for like more money that I could have taken, but I don't know, man. Spo called me like pretty close to when I was about to start decision-making and he called me and it just broke a lot of things down to me and it kind of swayed things. Well, I'm curious, what is what is it that he could say to you for you to turn down <laughs> millions of dollars to go play somewhere else? Like what like what what could somebody say to another yeah. person? He's a lot char- more charming with you than he is with media. So what what is it that when he's like, you know, being genuine and honest with you, like what is he yeah. telling you that he doesn't tell us? Like he tells us basically get the hell out of my face. You know, when he's talking to you and say, no, you can come here and you can do this and you, you know, don't worry about those other teams. We'll make it happen for you. What is that like? Um, yeah, and it's it's a it's kind of a even like an emotional kind of thing too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, from the respect that I have for Spo that I've always had for him, and he called me and he was like, We talked about this when you got traded away. Like we talked about that it was a strong possibility that this was gonna happen. And I was like, Yeah, we did. He was like, So it's happening. Like we're sitting here, we're on the phone. And then, you know, I'm not going to get to the details of everything, but right. he really broke down a lot of ways that he sees that I can help the team, help the game. And I see. a lot of different ways that he can use me. And so, I mean, when, when, a, when a coach is telling you that, that they have, that they, they want to put that trust in you and that, you know, they already have kind of plans for you to, to come in and help their team right away is, it's great. And just coming from Spoke from the coach that I respect so much is just like almost ideal. So he's got the emotional plea, the X's and O's breakdown to a basketball player like yourself obviously appeals to you. I, I, I For you yourself, when you're thinking about it and coming back to Miami, how do you think it's going to be different this time around? Because we're always, we've already talked about a lot of the things that are the same, but yeah. the team that you were on initially, you know, they, they were rebuilding kind of coming out of the big three era. You're with, on a team with a bunch of young players. This team is a, team of a bunch of old players now right and <laughs> and you're older right you've got a lot of experience in the league too so how do you think this stint will be different than the first one um this is my role first of all you know we have you know superstars on the team bam's a superstar now mm-hmm. which couldn't be happier about that by the way <laughs> and um yeah. Did you so, see that? Yeah. Did you see that? Not to interrupt, but did you see that leap from him when he was like struggling behind Hassan and others? Like, I mean, did you see that he would take that next step in his development? Yeah, I, I always knew that he would be like a, a great, great player in the, in the league. You know, I think I, I think I saw myself saying that in an interview the other day. Like somebody posted it, and it's just one mm-hmm. of those. It's like as soon as he stepped in, and 
you look at him, you see what he can do. And then I saw him developing his jump shot, his handle. It's like, oh yeah, he he's he's probably gonna be a problem. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. just coming back, you know, this time around, I'd probably just say I'm like a ultimate like Swiss Army knife, kind of like do whatever you need kind of guy. You know, I can handle, I can, you know, play make, I can get us into something, I can, you know, spot up and knock down three or, you know, stop the the, the best part of the other team if I need to. Just just kind of anything, whatever the team needs. Were you surprised? No, go ahead, David. No, no, I was going to say, I, I know you, you kind of laid it out as far as like what your expectations are for Miami and it's a different role, but I'm curious, like all the teams that you go to, uh, you can't really develop that much consistency there. Is that more or easier for you? Is more difficult or easier for you now that you're a veteran that you can just kind of say, you know what, I could just be a Swiss Army guy. I can go and fit different roles. I can go and just do this rather than having, you know, maybe the comfort of just, well, I, I a consistent role in, in terms of like what I've done before and things of that sort. Yeah, it's, it's different. But like, you know, playing on different teams for me with different players has taught me a lot. So coming back here is probably – you know, one of the easier things that I could do because, you know, playing on different teams with unfamiliar guys, unfamiliar systems, learn something every year and to coming back to a system that I know and I can still, you know, bring all the other tools that I've learned, you know, with me back to that. So I can attack it differently. Kind of. Is it that much the same as, as, when you left, when you're handed the playbook and things like that, like how has, how have things changed? I would imagine something's different. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, we, you know, Jimmy's going to have his ISOs. Bam's going to have right. his ISOs. Um, you know, Kyle's going to get the ball off the rim and, and go 3000 miles an hour down the quarter. Right. <laughs> so it's different, but <clears throat> like when we've been working out with like the positions that I'll be in, like it's, it's all familiar. And, and I watch, you know, the heat play, like I never stop watching play. So, I've seen a lot of things that they like to do. Was it ever a conversation with Udonis Haslam retiring that maybe there was some value in bringing you back, not just for what you do on the court, but the 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 because you have a familiarity with the way that things are done? Was that ever something that was brought up? Uh, not that you were going to replace Udonis Haslam, nobody can, but just in terms of like keeping Heat culture, Heat culture. Uh no, but I mean, I guess since you mentioned that, I guess it could be something. <laughs> you know, that's a huge piece that we're losing. So, you know, it's it's going to be kind of like a team effort to, to fill those. Yeah. You mentioned the the culture, uh, you know, obviously that's something that a lot of fans kind of gravitate towards. So, but, you know, having gone through the different teams that you went through, did you get a chance to kind of experience those other respective cultures or maybe even a lack of culture in some cases and ever say to yourself, damn, I miss the old days in Miami. Cause that, at least, you know, there was a consistency there. Um, Yeah. You know, I experienced a lot of, a lot of different, you know, teams and, and how, seeing how they're run and, just yeah. small intricacies of like everyday, you know, whatever. But it's never, it's not like a, I missed it so much, even though I did, but like I appreciated everywhere I was at. And, right. and I probably say when I got to San Antonio, that was probably the closest thing. And I really like, I'll say San Antonio was probably my second favorite place that I played at besides here, just because. You know, getting to work with Coach Pop, first of all. I grew up in Oklahoma City, so I grew up close. Yep. I was watching him. Um, just, like, the 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 way things are run there is very similar to mine. So, like, 
they take everything seriously to the training room, to the court, to the travel, to the times, to like, they, they just don't play around. And I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. You see similarities between Pop and Spo by any stretch? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, In what ways? Just consistency, like you said. Like, And they treat every player like same. They don't care. And it's the same coach every day, uh, very defensive-oriented. Um, you know, Pop will get out on the court and, like, start doing defensive slides in the middle of practice. And it's like, <laughs> he was, like, 70 years old. He can't be doing that. But, like, somehow he's, like, <laughs> on, a tread, on a treadmill. Like, he's – like, the dude's a firecracker. And I feel like Spo is, like, you know, kind of very similar to, to, to how he does things. So you think Spo's going to coach for the next, like, three, four decades too? You think he's got that in him? You know, that's a that's a – that's a tall order to ask. That's a large statement to make, so I'm not gonna say that. But uh, Spo is like a like I, we could call Spo like Pop's nephew or something. <laughs> I like it. I like it. What's something about Bam that we don't know? Oh, about Bam that you don't know. I mean, everybody knows Bam is like super goofy. You know, it's like a big kid all the time. Um, I'm trying to think of something that like you know, it's funny you say that because I don't think that we do like I don't think fans normally see that side of him. You know, on the court, certainly he's not goofy. If y'all don't behind the scenes a little bit, yeah. If you don't know that Bam is like the biggest kid in the world. Like any practical court. jokes that he's played on you, anything like that, even going back to your first the, when you guys first got there in Miami? Practical, no, nah, we don't like prank each other or nothing like that, but he's just always like he's everything is always a joke, like all yeah. the time. Like, you seem annoyed by that. <laughs> I, it's not annoying, it's just funny. It's just like yeah, yeah. it's funny, you don't expect it, and <laughs> like, and it's crazy. Like, as soon as he got here, as soon as he got to the team, like his rookie year, it was like. Me, him, and Justice just like gravitated to it. Like me and Justice were already like, you know, locked yeah. in. Like when Bam got there, he just fit in perfectly. It's just like we have very similar personalities. I, so the jumps just never stop it. On the court, uh, you and Bam, you guys obviously are very tight. I, I, have you guys talked about stuff that you guys could do on the court in terms of maybe running pick and roll, things like that? You're obviously a very accomplished three point shooter. He's an accomplished, you know, screen setter, roller. Have you guys yeah. discussed that? Yeah, of course. Um, and it's it's things that I won't say here, but you know, we our lockers are next to each other in the locker room, and we you know talk every morning. But uh, yeah, it's definitely been talks of you know we're in there together, and you know ways we can be successful. Ways I've seen him expand his game to where you know I can find him in those spots. So yeah, it's definitely been talks. You still eat Oreos? Do you still eat Oreos with a fork? Oh, do I still eat Oreos? I don't eat Oreos anymore, my man. <laughs> you but, told me that in the locker room. I don't know if you can hear me or not, but you told me that once. It was the strangest revelation I've ever heard in the, in the locker room. I mean, that's smart, though. If you think about it, it's that's, smart. That's how you argued it then, too. It's been like four years. and the same thing, exact, exact thing. You were like, no, you don't get your fingers wet. You know, you stay clean. You don't make a mess. You just eat them with a fork. That is true. Like, just with milk? Yeah, he dips. He puts an Oreo cookie on the fork. And he dips the whole fork. Into wait, wait. I'm milk. sorry. So, what? do you use the fork? Do you do you puncture the the cream in the middle the with cream. the fork? Yeah. And you just hope it doesn't fall apart. It usually doesn't, my friend. 
That's crazy, dude. I, I have never tried. heard that in my entire life. <laughs> you never heard that? No, this is the first time I've ever heard of anybody doing that. I wrote it in my piece. I wrote about Josh like years ago, and that was Wild. like it was like one of the strangest things that he told me. So I had to include it. In but you're not it doing it anymore that. because you got to get down to that heat zero percent body fat thing. <laughs> exactly. I'm just done. I'm not big Oreo. Maybe guy. they allowed that in New Orleans, but not. Oh, not Miami. No, you, can, you don't you have, have beignets there. You, you can know? have beignets in New Orleans, but yeah, <laughs> boy, those things. Wow. I'm not. I'm not proud of that. I'm <laughs> You gotta get the carbs there, up there for the a, season. Yeah, is there is there a place like a restaurant or anything? I know you live here still and everything. And you always maintain an apartment here, but is there like a place that you're like looking forward to going back to here now that you're with the team? Uh, I made sure I went to Huawa's Taqueria mm-hmm. on South <laughs> Beach. Yeah. Um, went to Carbone, of course. Uh, spicy rigatoni. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Um, that's probably my two that like I really made a point to like get to. Did anything change? I mean, you left Miami in 2019, and so much has changed just in the city, right? And like pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, all these things. So many new people moving to the city. Every it's a big conversation here. Um, in your were you surprised by anything when you came back? I mean, I know you came back, you know, once a year for games and stuff, but being here now. Anything kind of jump out that that strikes you as different? Uh, I mean, I live here in the summer every year. Oh, okay. So I don't really like anything there. I, I literally was sitting at home when I talked to Spo on the phone about science. I was sitting on my couch. You were like, you want me to just come in? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can just go to the room now if I do too. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's same as always. Josh Richardson, we really appreciate the time, man. Um, training camp starts next week in Boca. Good luck there. Uh, we'll see you on Media Day. Um, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. No, thank you guys for having me. Also, Gunners won today. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you know? Go Gunners. <laughs> <laughs>